When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with MyBookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem so all of your friends can join the party at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Get ready for winter weather and save money at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Replace your old wiper blades with a new pair of Rain-X Advantage wiper blades and save $10 now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Our professional parts people will even install them for free. Plus, earn double O rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. November 3rd, 2021. Thank you for downloading Solo Show today. I've got a few things I want to talk about. So no offense to my wonderful repertoire of guests. But give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Let me start with a happy anniversary to a very unlikely person in sports media. Mike Florio. What? You, Zabe, wishing Mike Florio a happy anniversary? Yes, and here's why. Mike Florio's ProFootballTalk.com turned 20 years old on November 1st. And I read his piece on ProFootballTalk.NBCSports.com about it. And I'm, I'm fascinated with the backstory on it and where it began, and and what was the motivation, and everything else, and what it's become. Now look, Mike Florio is an arrogant asshat. A good chunk of his waking writing hours 
But I respect what he has done to create something. And there's a lesson in this for anyone out there that says, you know, I'd like to do this, or I wish I had that, or wouldn't it be great if? Florio said he started with a $500 a month sort of uh, infrastructure payment to get his website up and running. Or no, $500 he said to set up the website, profootballtalk.com, and 50 bucks per month. And he said, you know what? I had no master plan, no mission statement. It was just fun. I wanted to write about the NFL. And he said it was a lot cheaper of a hobby than, say, playing golf. So go ahead. Why not do this? He said he'd been on the fringes of the business since June of 2000, writing on a part-time basis for the long-defunct NFLtalk.com and wasn't making a penny. He said he landed at ESPN.com's insider service on a six-month contract in May of 2001, saying he didn't think that they knew he was moonlighting with a full-time law practice, and decided that instead of signing on for another year at a salary of $36,000, which, hey, to write about the NFL while still being a lawyer, nice little gig, right? He said he wanted to launch his own thing. So he did. And he just started knocking out stories, grinding away, grinding away, grinding away. And the website is a useful site for NFL-related things. Now, look, Florio is a lawyer who, what I gathered from reading his legal interpretations and and his legal philosophy with the NFL and certain issues, including big issues like Deflategate and issues regarding player discipline and punishment, I keep coming back to, God, he must have been a shitty lawyer. But hey, they don't all come in the same size or quality, right? Good thing he's writing about the NFL nowadays. Of course, I don't even know what law he performed, and maybe he was a good lawyer in what he did, but some of his legal reasoning for what the NFL should do, to me, was like, I don't understand why he doesn't get this as a bad idea. Like, he has been very much on the side of, the NFL needs its own concurrent justice system along with the real justice system to decide whether certain players are or are not guilty of domestic assault or any kind of you know, sexual misconduct or anything regarding women. Well, how's that working out for the league right now? You could argue it's it's working out for the league just fine. It's given them cover to go ahead and put guys on ice when it's convenient for them. It's been a disaster for the players. From a justice standpoint, from a legal standpoint, these players have been getting fucked now for quite some time. Thank you, Ray Rice. You know, ever since Big Ben got whacked for something that didn't turn out to be any actual legal charges against him to the Zeke Elliott thing, which was egregious, and now you got Deshaun Watson in complete limbo, about to lose a year of his playing career. And Florio was all behind this. Like, oh, they need to do this. Never minding the fact there was conflicts of evidence gathering, the ability to question, you know, the other side's witnesses and discovery and all the legal things that go into it. So while I often look at his legal conclusions or his philosophy as, holy shit, this guy must have been a terrible lawyer, I appreciate the fact that he writes about the legal aspects of certain things in the NFL. And so he at least lays the groundwork. He at least is that guy. That's his niche. You know, like Mel Kuyper Jr. with the draft, and scouting players out of college, that was his lane. That's what he did. 
And so that's what he became an expert on. Florio, with the legal stuff, kind of had an edge there. And it's a simple site. It's just basic headlines and cranking out stories, cranking out stories, cranking out stories. And because of his ability to start gathering an audience and his, you know, he was able to get hooked up with NBC who wanted to partner with him. And then because he's a good enough looking guy with good hair and a good TV face and a fairly mild on-air presentation with television, he got a sweet gig doing NBC football night in America. And he's maintained it and built it for 20 years. I, I don't know what the site makes. I don't know how good it is, but it's good enough he doesn't practice law anymore. And he says, you know, he thought about, well, 20 years, maybe I should just shut it down and walk away. And he's like, nah, I wouldn't do that. Well, yeah, you'd be an idiot to do that. You've built it. Now ride it. But the lesson here is, even if you don't like Mike Florio, if you think he's an ass, whatever, he built something. He built something because he started something. And this is the one piece of advice my 53-year-old ass tells to younger people all the time. I tell it to guys like Josh, who produces my show in the morning on 97.3 The Game. I say, say, you're 30. Start something. Start something now. Well, what do you mean? I don't know. What do you mean start something? I'm like, start a YouTube channel. Start a TikTok channel. Start a blog. Write about something you're passionate about. I'm like bowling. You bowled in college. Start a bowling blog. What's that going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. You don't know either. That's the point of it. I started this podcast and I made no money on it for a full year. I wanted to prove to myself I could actually do this on a day-to-day basis and stay interested and deliver at least a quality product. And then once I'd built up enough people downloading and enough of an audience, I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to pull one day off the table you like what I've done so far, you can go ahead and subscribe, get a fifth day. I'll try to put an extra little oomph or sizzle behind that fifth day, although no guarantees. And I appreciate your support and people have supported me. And it's a, it's a nice little thing that I've built. Could I quit my other job just to do the podcast? No, I'm not sure I would want to, no matter how successful the podcast may or may not become. But I was glad I started it. I was glad that I just started shipping. I read someone's newsletter. You could start a newsletter, by the way. People do that as well. Somebody's newsletter said the importance of shipping is crucial in any startup, in any venture. Shipping. I'm like, shipping? What the hell does that mean? Shipping means putting the product out every day. Put it out. Put it out. Put it out. Keep putting it out. Whatever your product is, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube channel or little handcrafted soap made out of honeybee wax with the little flowers in them, that's what you make, produce, ship it, ship the product, keep shipping always, and good things will happen. The golf podcast I do, the Capital Golf Gang, which is currently in its off-season hiatus, but probably need to bring it back at some point here. That now just finally, after maybe more than three years, maybe five years of doing it once a week, has kind of gotten at least a little bit of compensation backing it in the form of a little bit of, you know, advertising money, sponsorship money from our title sponsor, Golfdom. Thank you, buddy. As well as 
a little bit of residuals from the posting of the podcast with the so-called programmatic ads that are inserted, which I know you guys fast forward through, but that's the name of the game and every advertiser knows it and (laughs) it is what it is, but there's like a little trickle of money there. More importantly, Ron Thomas tells me, hey, you know, Zabe, I met this guy playing golf today and he's really successful this, he's been accomplished at that, and he loves the golf show. Go, really? He goes, oh, yeah. He was quoting me the time we talked about this. He was quoting about that. And I was like, okay. And that's a nice thing to be able to have. That is That possibly gives me entrees for connections professionally and personally that could be of benefit. All just because I was doing it. because, And I did it because I was passionate about it. I was like, ah, I want to talk some golf. So let's do a golf show. Ship. Start something. Start something today. Even if you are a combative lawyer who half the people in the world can't stand, like Mike Florio, if you're passionate, start it. See where it goes. If nothing else, you get practice. You'll refine your skills. Congratulations. 20 years. It's impressive. Dateline Las Vegas. Henry Ruggs III. DUI involving vehicular manslaughter. It's going to be bad. Ruggs was driving his Chevy Corvette on South Spring Valley Parkway just before 3.40 a.m. and plowed into the back of what I guess was a parked or very slow-moving Toyota RAV4. Kaboom. The RAV4 was scorched and engulfed in flames. The victim inside dead. Why is it that seemingly, and this is anecdotal, The star athlete or just the athlete who gets involved in a crash ends up living and the other people die. Why do athletes not take Uber? It's so cheap. Regular people take Uber and realize this makes more sense than risking a DUI, risking killing somebody. Why don't athletes do it? Well, the answer is simple. They've grown up their whole life being conditioned to think, and sometimes rightfully so, that the rules don't apply to them. They can do what they want. That if they fuck up, somebody will get them out of it. So why not drive your own Corvette home? Because if you take an Uber home after drinking too much, after leaving your house sober in your Corvette, eh, then it's a pain in the ass the next day. Where's my, where's my Corvette? Well, now Henry Ruggs is going to have to live with the realization and the thought of I killed somebody driving drunk and his football career is in real jeopardy. See, this is where I want to see what does the NFL do with this? This was not domestic violence. Who knows what the end result legal charges will be and what he'll plead guilty to or what he will not plead guilty to and how it shakes out in court. But does the NFL draw a hard line here? goes, we're never having somebody like this play again in the NFL. Because they certainly blackballed Ray Rice, that's for sure. And they want to know part of Colin Kaepernick, that's for sure. What's going to happen to Henry Ruggs III? It's, I would say it's a damn shame because his career was taking off, but that ignores the fact that he fucking killed somebody while driving drunk. But you get my point. Just when his career was taking off, he should have had life by the tail. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Speaking of Kaepernick, I have yet to watch the Netflix I think six-part series about 
Colin Kaepernick and his views on society and race and the NFL. I've seen snippets, so I don't want to get too deep into it, but it sounds like he has compared the NFL's combine to a slave auction. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna go really far. Like, you, you think you're the first one that's ever thought of that comparison, and you're not going to be the last one to be laughed out of the room when you try to make that comparison because all players, including the white ones, have to get up there in their underwear and show, well, that's what I look like. And if you're Tom Brady, <laughs> obviously your body was not impressive, but it didn't stop you from getting drafted 199, and it didn't stop you from becoming the greatest quarterback of all time or the luckiest of all time, the LOAT, as Josh likes to say. Slave auction. Yeah, the average American wants to hear an NFL player, ex-NFL player, uh, say that basically the draft is a slave auction. By the way, the combine is not actually required. So if you don't want to be in the slave auction, you can just skip it and say, well, you saw me play football in college. You make your own decisions. And uh, we'll see you on draft day. It cost me a, a round or two uh, of positioning. Fine. So be it. It's just the dumbest thing ever. He also, Kaepernick, apparently didn't have the greatest things to say about his adoptive white parents. Again, I have to listen and watch the whole documentary to see, but if in any way he throws shade on or speaks dismissively of his adoptive parents, there better be some real hard evidence of some really egregious malfeasance on their part because they adopted you. They took you in. They already had their own son. And they, in the most generous act possible, opened their hearts, opened their home to take you in. How much reprogramming, how much brainwashing does it take to get you to turn on your own adopted parents or adoptive parents? I don't know. I'm going to watch it, see what it looks like. And then I will report back. Good news for women's team handball. The International Federation of Women's Team Handball has reversed its sexist rule that had sparked outrage back in July. What was the mandate? The mandate was that the team handball players, I think this is beach team handball, at least the picture I see of them is on the beach, They were forced to wear tight-fitting, skimpy shorts instead of just loose, baggy shorts. The garment switch was a protest by female players to highlight the unfairness that men got to wear long shorts while women had to wear tiny bikini bottoms. Oh, actually, they had to wear bikini bottoms. Now I see it, yes. (laughs) They got the women next to the men and the women... I mean, look, they actually kind of have a point there. Now I guess the women are wearing just um, sort of your your tidy trouser bikini bottoms. of Not a bikini. Your, your t- I don't know what they would call those. Uh, like underwear. Like uh, boxer brief underwear that, that is tight fitting. I mean, they're, they're, all look, they're all very good looking. They're athletic, but yeah. So good news on that front. Yay. Now to bad news. This one made me gulp. USGA and Royal and Ancient have decided to send early coverage of their events, including the U.S. Open and the British Open, to USA Network. 
Jeff Shackelford writes, does this mean Golf Channel's end is near? (laughs) Golf Channel's end? It's bad enough that Golf Channel has been crippled and sent to live with its abusive uncle up in Connecticut at NBC Sports, which is also shuddering, and not be the Golf Channel that once was a glorious sprawling entity that employed dozens and dozens of smart and good-looking golf-passionate television hosts. The likes of which included Matt Janella and Gary Williams and Lauren Thompson and others. Although maybe Lauren's still there on that morning show. I I digress. But basically it's this. Uh, They're sending, you know, the early round coverage of these big events to USA, which, I mean, you got to go find USA, right? USA is the uh, the network of what, what, do, what do they have exactly? Reruns, bad movies. Oh, my God. Uh, Shackelford says, look, it, it just feels like the end is near now for Golf Channel, that the overall destruction by Comcast of Arnold Palmer's dream and vision for the channel that he started has begun as soon as he died in 2016, and it may not make it much longer. Mm. Tough to swallow, if true. Headline, Bat Named Bird of the Year in Controversial Decision. Bird, bird's the word. The bat is getting its due at the expense of birds. New Zealand has named the bat their bird of the year. Despite the new, the now controversial fact that bats are not, in fact, of the avian family. Bats are not birds, cows are not horses, and you know the rest. Bats are regarded as New Zealand's only native land mammal and under threat of extinction as well as public scrutiny as of late due to the potential link to the initial coronavirus outbreak in 2020. It's the first time a non-bird has been honored with the award, angering some birders who claim the mammalian animal stole the selection from the rightful avian class. <laughs> the oceanic nation na- crowned the species the, quote, long-tailed bird or peca peca tuaroa, The precious bat, hardly bigger than a thumb when fully grown, is one of the rarest mammals in the world. Ooh, it's a tiny, it's a teensy, tiny bat. But that's that's bullshit. Bats are not birds. Sorry. Yeah, they fly. They're more flying rats than anything else. Did somebody say bird? Brian, can I see that paper for a sec? Huh, that's odd. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? Well, there seems to be an absence of a certain ornithological piece. A headline regarding mass awareness of a certain avian variety. What are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! Well, a bird, bird, bird. Oh my god, Peter, are you all right? 
It's just one of the stupidest, funniest things that Family Guy has ever done. Birds are not bats. Let's knock it off. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to CancerScreenQuiz.com now. CancerScreenQuiz. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with my bookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss? to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem, so all of your friends can join the party at MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Headline, unflappable Maryland golfer goes on birdie spree after push cart rolls into lake during college event. <laughs> unflappable birdie spree? Wow, we got the real bird thing going on here. On the par three second hole at the die course, at the Country Club of Landfall, surrounded by water on three sides, Maryland's Carla Elena Vasquez Setzer, that's a big name, Carla Elena Vasquez Setzer, knocked her tee shot to 10 feet in winds that were gusting over 35 miles per hour, yet she still fa- managed to find the hazard with her golf bag and push cart. This was in Wilmington, North Carolina, as she was putting out for par. The winds kicked up, her push cart on a flat surface started to move, started rolling downhill, barreling towards Dye Lake. By the time she finally made it to her bag, it was fully submerged. Thankfully, quick-thinking volunteers grabbed rakes from a nearby bunker and held onto the wheels to keep the cart from fully sinking. Head coach Kelly Hovland's first thought was that she'd have to fish out enough clubs for Vasquez sets her just to be able to carry on. The freshman was, after all, putting together one of the Terps' best rounds of the day. So, they were able to pull back the bag out of the lake. Incredibly, only one club, a nine iron, was missing, along with her cell phone. Her rangefinder, though recovered, was another casualty, ruined by the water. But guess what? 
Vasquez sets her adjusted to the debacle, noting that as, as they wipe down her clubs, she said, that'll be fine. I can do without an iron iron, and guess what? I'll replace my cell phone. Said the coach, quote, she's an international kid. That phone is a big connection to her family and social life, but still, unfazed, Vasquez sets her, walked over to the next tee, a slight dog leg left, and ripped her drive. After that, Hovland, the coach who'd gone back to the tee on the second hole to help the next player, felt good about his player's headspace. Of course, her approach into the par four would require a nine iron, which was now at the bottom of the lake. Instead, she choked down on an eight, made birdie. The first of three over the next five holes, finished with an even par 72. I know so many guys would be so pissed off that happened. And if their phone was there, they'd be like, God damn it. They'd shoot 106 after that. Dateline Dubai. Lindsay Lohan won't be on Real Housewives of Dubai. Why would she? Huh? Apparently, Lindsay Lohan is not joining the cast of what is an upcoming Real Housewives of Dubai series even though she is already living in the country and would provide instant star power and drama. Sources with knowledge of the project tell TMZ she's not part of the show and was never even approached about it. Uh, I wonder if she married, though, is the thing. Dubai is known as a billionaire's playground with plenty of opulence, modern architecture, and crazy nightlife scene, all which seem to be jive, would jive with Lilo, but this is one guest list she won't be on. Well, I, you know, you don't have to be married. I guess you just have to be middle-aged and attractive enough and enough of a, a hua uh, to get out there and to cause some salacious storylines. Dateline Outer Space. SpaceX capsule's leaky toilet will leave astronauts without a crapper and force them to wear undergarments on their return from the International Space Station this month. <laughs> wow. Talk about a road loss. So in other words, you get up there to outer space. You're going to the International Space 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 Station. You're all excited. This is your life's work coming to a head as an astronaut. And then next thing you know, I'm sorry, but uh, Apollo 12, uh, we got a bit of a problem here. Yeah, what's the problem there? Uh, looks like the shitter's broke. So, yeah, you're just going to have to hold it till you get back. Uh, maybe put on some diapers. That'd be fine. We're not coming back for a week. Imagine sitting here in your load in an adult diaper for a week in outer space. Good luck to those astronauts. I can't wait to hear the story. Headline, Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple who got out long ago, Rips iPhone 13 says, quote, it's barely distinguishable from the iPhone 12. He may be right about that. The camera's better. I've got my 13. I like it. The cinematic mode in the video camera is pretty amazing. Now, how many times am I I really going to use a rack focus between two characters in a well-lit room that shows, ooh, Now focus on that guy. Ooh, now focus on this person. I did noodle around with it on the 13 just out to eat dinner with the family, and I was like, this is the camera now we have on our phones. 4K, 
shallow depth of field, rack focus ability, stabilized, handheld, looks like what would have been a $25,000 camera 10 years ago. Right there in your phone, in your pocket. And people will still let their phones fall to the ground, get smashed to pieces, and not fix it for weeks. Going, well, you know what? It's, it still works. We, uh, I'm going to fix it at some point. I, I just haven't had time to do it. Ugh. Nothing gets me going quite as much as people who don't fix their phones. Dateline, the NCAA, they're still asshats. Kofi Cockburn of Illinois, basketball player, stud, going to be a first-rounder lottery pick in the NBA, will have to sit the first three games of the season because he sold institution, uh, instant, what's called institutionally provided memorabilia. In other words, jerseys and stuff that he wore. Uh, institute, what does it say here? Um, institutionally issued apparel and memorabilia. He sold it, and then apparently when they said no, 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 this was three weeks, by the way, before the nil rights came into effect. Uh, they said, you can't do that. He said, okay, I will pay back the money, and I will donate it to charity. That apparently was not good enough. So he gets three games. Mark Few who got a DUI, there's that thing again, got one game. Not exactly an equitable system of justice. Chipotle is testing a new chicken recipe for the first time in history. They are testing pollo asado in two U.S. cities, marking the first time in nearly 30 years the chain has experimented with a new flavor of chicken. The limited-time offering launched Tuesday at 95 restaurants across Cincinnati, Ohio, and Sacramento. Chipotle said the chicken is seasoned with a dry rub of several spices, including cumin and guayo peppers, then seared on the grill and finished with a garlic, chili pepper, and fresh-squeezed lime finish. Chicken is a top protein choice among his customers. According to Chris Branch, Chipotle's chief marketing officer, he said that the pollo asado option is another Perfect complement to its current chicken selection, which includes adobo-flavored chicken. Well, it's good chicken. I'll grant you that. I just wish wish Chipotle would give me the straight white flour tortillas, which I know are worse than the kind that they have. The kind that the tortillas they have, it's they suck. Who likes those? They're they're half cardboard. Scotty Pippen. In the news, as he's got a new memoir coming out. And it looks like he's going to go full scorched earth on Michael Jordan and the Last Dance series. He may have a point to an extent, but it's Scottie Pippen. Bruh, you didn't go back into the game with 1.8 seconds left. And Tony Kukoc hit the game-tying shot. You should just sit down. Sit this one out. You're the guy that purposely delayed your surgery to start the season of the Last Dance documentary because you were mad at management. You wanted more money. Maybe you should sit this one out. Pippen apparently is mad that, well, there's a number of things. Apparently Jordan was paid $10 million for the last dance and nobody else got anything. They're bitter about that. Well, that's Jordan for you. And Jordan had final say on the documentary. He was the executive producer. He could say what does or does not go in it. He also says that when they focused on Scotty's hard scrabble upbringing in Arkansas 
that the narrative quickly then returned to MJ and his determination to win and didn't spend enough on Pippen. He said, quote, I was nothing more than a prop. His so-called best teammate of all timeline, he couldn't have been more condescending if he tried. (laughs) Okay. He airs some other grievances and dirty laundry and said he wanted a job with the Bulls and the organization and they kind of gave him a... uh, uh, a half-hearted, okay, you can do some scouting, but then never, never hired him. I mean, I'm sorry, Pip. This wasn't about you. This was a documentary about Jordan. Jordan was the guy who carried that year. Jordan was the last and maybe the, the well, n- not the only. He was the, Jordan was the last stop-what-you're-doing athlete. No, not the last. He was one of the greatest stop-what-you're-doing athletes of my lifetime. And maybe the last there will ever be. Tiger Woods approached the same level, but Tiger's appeal limited by the fact that golf is still not a mainstream popular sport with everybody, at least as a spectator thing. Basketball, though, Jordan was and is, and that's how much Jordan moved the needle. So to channel a famous Jordan phrase, I guess Pippen must have taken that personally. It happened again in college. I have no rhyme or reason, logical explanation, or understanding of how this is even possible. But it happened again. What had happened again? An idiot playing college football, running for a touchdown, dropped the ball short of the goal line, and ended up turning it over as a fumble. The dumbest move in all of sports. It has now been done at least a dozen times in the last 10 years at various levels. Why? You look cool, man. Across the goal line. I'm just going to drop the ball behind me. Look how fast I am. Could you not drop it three steps into the end zone? Or you got to drop it as soon as you cross the goal line. Is it that hard to time anyway? Like, what do you get? Points? Style points if you drop it as quickly as as you can once you cross the goal line. This is a stunt that has become so stupid. The latest incident is right here, and there is video of it. Campbell University versus Charleston Southern. Opening kickoff would have been a 100-yard screamer, except this happened. Returned and have been playing scholarship football now for about four years. Charleston Southern starting their program in the early 90s. And we're underway. And we'll have a return off the opening kick. And an opening and room to run. All kinds of room to run for Josh McNeely. End to end. The ball came out near the goal line. We're waiting for the ruling. That ball returns the difference. It is the by number 30, Josh McNeely. Flag on the plate. Wait on the call. A fumble. Our referee today explaining what happened, and you see how many times have we seen that over the years? And, and this season, there have been a couple of faux pas like that. Yeah, and the celebration starting a little bit early. Now, there was a holding there, so that would have come back anyways. But how about the return, the explosive ability by McNeely, but just dropped it on the one-yard line? <laughs> Unbelievable. Final score Charleston Southern 27, Campbell 14. So 
Eh, the touchdown would have been handy to have. But I guess he just didn't want it. Finally, let's end on this today. I love this clip as much as any of the legendary Funhouse curated on Twitter, Mike Francesa clips. And it made it, 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 it was timely in that the Giants played the Chiefs on Monday night. Patrick Mahomes was not good. He's having an awful year by his standards, an awful year by a lot of people's standards, just not taking care of the football. Had a pick, had a fumble that was recovered, had another pick that was a callback by penalty, luckily for him. But how can I not play for you one last time the legendary call to Mike Francesa to troll him about what he said was the so-called Kansas City model? What is the Kansas City model? Uh, good question. That's exactly what Francesa wants to know. Hello, the Kansas City model. How, what is the Kansas City model? I've been in the Super Bowl in 50 years. It's, it's winning games, Mike. Wait a second. How did the Giants follow the Kansas City model? The Kansas City model, they won 22 games before they handed it in two years to Mahomes. The Giants have won eight games in the last two years. How is that following the Kansas City model? If that's what they need him to do. Well, how is he? So, so, wait a second. You just said his job is to break in the next quarterback. If that's what the organization needs, and that's what they need now, Mike, the Kansas City model is the way. What is the Kansas City model? Explain to me what the Kansas City model is. Michael, Michael, I'm trying to. What is it? Tell me what it is. Explain the Kansas City model. I'm listening. All right. The Kansas City model has been incredibly successful for what them is the it? past couple of years. What is it? The Kansas, the Kansas City model. Mike. They've you can hear him laughing. Like you said, they've won like nine games. What is they, the Kansas City model? Explain it to me in words what it is. Well, Mike, I know you're not interested in the, the mathematical equation. What is it? But <laughs> it's winning as an organization and everyone doing their part. No, it's not, team. you dopers. <laughs> not anything like that. It's taking a young quarterback, sitting him for a year, and then getting him ready to start. That's the Kansas City motto. You don't even know what it is. What do you think the Kansas City Chiefs broke ground because they had their quarterback sit for a year? What do you think it was? You think that was some epiphany that Andy had with some amazing thing? Now the Kansas City model. Here's what happened. <laughs> he went on for another thirty seconds after this. <laughs> the ability of callers to get under Mike's skin to get him truly pissed off because you could see it in his face and to hear it in his voice. Absolutely, mwah. chef's kiss, perfect. The Kansas City model. The Kansas City model is struggling right now. Did you know the line for the Chiefs-Packers game coming up on Sunday has crossed the Rubicon and has made a major move? It was Kansas City minus two and a half at one point. It's now Green Bay minus one. That is a major move based on one really bad game against a bad Giants team that they barely won. We'll see what happens on Sunday afternoon at Arrowhead. Mahomes versus Rodgers. First time ever, maybe last time ever, as Bart Scott once said famously, can't wait. All right, thank you for letting me go ISO today. It might be a Wednesday thing. A little bit shorter, a little bit more efficient, a little bit more variety-induced Wednesday podcast. 
As always, I thank you for your downloads, spreading the word about this podcast, and being loyal listeners. If you'd like to give me some feedback, Zabe at Yahoo.com is always welcome. And of course, rate and review. As we like to say, it helps please the algorithm and the algorithmic lords to bless our crops. Have yourself a great Wednesday, everybody, and we will see you next time. When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do, too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with my bookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem so all of your friends can join the party at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. At SheFit, we know the fitness industry makes a lot of empty promises. We're done with shortcuts and quick fixes. No woman should be let down or held back, especially by her clothing. It's time to experience the only sports bra that's as strong as you are. Available in the widest range of sizes. Easy on and off, with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022.